Hey everybody, I'm Amanda and I'm here with my friend Zhao and we are launching our very own podcast and we're smiling as we're chatting with you all because we're so excited. This is something that we've wanted to do ever since we met Um, and so this first podcast is going to go into how we met, why we wanted to make a podcast and what we're going to do with it moving forward and so we're so excited to have you all listening in, joining in on the dialogue and conversations every week. Um, Yeah, we're going to pass it on to Zhao to explain further. Hello everyone, my name is Zhao. I'm just as excited as Amanda to start our brand new podcast. I don't really know what to say, but uh, I guess funny story behind A to Z is that Amanda always had this domain that she bought called A to Z, and she had it for years without knowing what to do with it. And all of a sudden, I popped into her life and became the Z of her A to Z. So, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So because we always wanted to kind of talk and record our dialogues with each other because we come from really different backgrounds but have really similar perspectives on different things, we thought it would be interesting to have a podcast that can record some of our daily interactions and a diary of what our thoughts are on certain topics. So because this is our first episode, I guess we don't really have necessarily a conversation or topic that we're gonna converse about but it's more of a general introduction about who we are and what brought us here together i'm gonna hand the mic off to amanda and just ask her what brought her to the east coast of quebec thank you oh my goodness so i initially was here um because i wanted to move to quebec for school later down the road and so i knew i wanted to be here i i really think Quebec has a different sort of lifestyle here you know people they say that I'm from Toronto originally so they say that people in Toronto live to work and people in Quebec work to live and so I was getting really tired of just the rat race in Toronto and just trying to like make a living just to you know keep my head above water and so I moved off all by myself just to try to make it out here and it was the best decision I've ever made so I've been here for like a year and a half now um and it's just yeah i've really enjoyed my time here and then i met zhao a year later um and the rest is history okay so i know zhao your story is a little different so what brought you here i'm glad you're here but what brought you here okay thank you um i guess my story differs a little bit from amanda's um i came in in the midst of a pandemic. So uh, it wasn't really as much as trying to leave Alberta as me trying to find a job. And because of COVID, I lost my prior contract with um, my previous employer. And then I found a new job. But long story short is that multiple times, each time as I was about to start a new job because of COVID, it ended. And eventually I found a job here in teaching English to francophone students in Quebec and that was the one job that stuck so I'm here as a repercussion of COVID (laughs) so after staying in Quebec for about a year or so what is your perspective on it in general and how does it differ from living in Toronto Oh, I love that question. So initially, um, I do want to say that I wanted to teach English here as well because I wanted 
um, to learn as much French as I could while I did that. But, you know, through uh, <laughs> at the interview, they had said, you know, I think you are qualified enough to teach French. And I was like, are you sure? Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it as a challenge because usually when you teach something, you learn more anyway. So I was like, you know what? This is what I want. And so that's why... Um, anyways yeah that's that's how i found myself here i just wanted to add that and so i think living in this city is completely different than this small town for one there's no starbucks or walmart um no you know common stores costco nothing um out here in a small town so the nearest one is like the nearest walmart's maybe three hours away um which to me at first i was like oh my god i hate this but Knowing I have anxiety, I was like, you know what? The less choices, the better. So I'm good. Um, And I can honestly go on about living in a small town compared to a big city. But usually the the people from small towns move to the big city. But I did did the other thing, the other way around. Um, And I I don't regret it. I think I didn't realize I was a small town girl. I think similarly to you, I was always much more of a city boy. So I've always grown up in a larger city. Um, but coming to a small town in Quebec, I really do feel like I now have a new concept of the understanding of urban overload. And I do understand what you mean by the anxiety of living in a big city. I think it really is like more focused on work and like time off and personal life is really blurred. So I totally understand that. For me personally, because I don't really necessarily miss Starbucks or like shopping in a big place, those aren't really big problems for me. And I guess, like you said, it's surprisingly easy to live in a small, smaller place. There's really a sense of community here. And even as someone who can't speak French like at all, I think that it's really easy to connect with people here. They're so friendly, and I understand why they're so protective of their small town because they have such a close sense of belonging here. And I think once you make friends with them, you also feel like you're part of that circle as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I can go on about the community vibes here. Like, wow, I have not experienced um, community the way I have in a small town um, living in, in Toronto. Like completely different and and it's so worth just you know putting yourself out there making connections um in a small town because you you feel like people are looking out for you you know i have like my pastor i have like friends that i've met through like boxing and different people who like just in the midst of a pandemic you know come to my window and like drop something off just to make me feel like i'm you know i'm not alone and and they're looking out for me and so i I have never experienced that in a, in a big city. Like, I mean, I'll have friends come over and, and, you know, have those days where you, you just meet up spontaneously, but nothing like, yeah, feeling like your neighbor is right next door. I mean, Zhao, when he first moved in, he was right across from me and I could have, I saw his apartment from my window, from my kitchen window. And I'd be like, oh, is Zhao home today? Like, oh, I don't know. No, he's not. But, um, yeah, it's just different and it's a good different. So now when it comes to actually living in a small town, you obviously need to have a job. And so we both have jobs. We're lucky enough to have jobs, um, and especially in the middle of a pandemic. But my question to Zhao now is, what inspired you to teach English of all things? You know, there's online jobs right now. There's different things you can do. Why teach English, especially at schools, in the middle of a pandemic? 
That's a really good question. It's true that we are really privileged to have a job right now and I have absolutely nothing that I can really complain about in terms of having a job and some sort of security to pay my bills. Um, but it is interesting why I've started to teach English because I do come from a science background and previously before I ended my job, I was working in biotech. So I could actually have the freedom and flexibility to work online. But at the beginning of the year, before the pandemic started becoming as noticeable worldwide, I thought that um, it would be a really good opportunity to explore myself and challenge myself. So I really wanted to do something new. So I actually ended up interviewing and getting a position to work in Peru in project management. And I really wanted to challenge myself and to get out of Canada, where I predominantly lived for most of my life. But unfortunately, <laughs> shortly after quitting my job, the pandemic became a global problem. And I was like, oh, I am now unemployed and have no prospects. So I still really wanted to challenge myself, but I didn't really feel like I wanted to go back to my biotech job. And as much as um, I've learned a lot from it and I was able to use my degree in a way that was really meaningful, I wanted to explore something outside of science and I guess that led me to come to Quebec. Growing up in Canada, it's technically bilingual, but Alberta is a pretty monolingual province. So we just, not even predominantly, but mostly everyone speaks English. And my second language or my other language that I'm fluent in is Mandarin. So I thought it would be really interesting to challenge myself to come and teach Francophone students English and in return, hopefully improve my French. So what about you, Amanda? Can I just say this podcasting thing with taking your mask off and making sure it's on when you're not talking is amazing. Um, yeah. Well, for myself, I mean, I, I've come from like a, my education is in French language learning. So um, initially I was in the BED program, but I dropped that because they're, oh, I can get into that another time. But I just wasn't feeling challenged enough in, in Ontario with the language learning. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Quebec where the French is at and immerse myself fully for a long time so that I don't ever lose my French. Um, and I, I really, I, I'm just so passionate about communication and language and culture and people. So um, I think language teaching is just where you're supposed to be if you have passion like that. So yeah, that's what led me here. Um, and so I got my TEFL as well while, uh, while teaching last year. And, um, and here I am. Now, while it's been super fun working here, um, especially because I've, you know, I'm already familiar with the town and the school and my students, it is a challenge to be working at a school in the middle of a pandemic. And if you're on Facebook, if you're on social media, you know your teacher friends are struggling. And so I wanted to know, Zao, do you feel like there is a difference right now? And let's just kind of talk about it and share because we have a perspective that maybe other people don't have when it comes to um, working right now. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that I haven't had the same experience you did where you worked previously in the education system without being in the midst of a pandemic. But because I kind of came right in the middle of a new school year where they were trying to adjust the policy, I guess it was a really hard time and it was definitely a tough period of 
time to adjust to working in a more risky environment I would say I wouldn't say like I feel like my life is necessarily at risk but there are days where I am a bit worried about our safety our children's safety I think I have a lot of anxiety about either getting COVID or potentially giving COVID to my students because I see every single grade in my school and I teach every single kid so I interact with them on a daily basis and that means that even if the kids are isolated in their own bubble I feel like I am the kind of the person who breaks into that bubble and kind of exposes them to greater risk but at the same time I do feel like it is a very meaningful job I feel like I've learned a lot and I can definitely see the direct impact that my actions and what my job is has on the students. I think we both talked about it, but seeing a kid willing to improve and change and really reach out to you and connect with you when they've maybe been a bit more standoffish or been a little bit more isolated in the beginning is one of the most rewarding experiences you can have as a teacher. And that is something that I think I'll definitely remember for the rest of my life and carry on with me. It's like what gets me through the days when I do have a lot of anxiety. I guess it's both a blessing and a curse to be working right now. I think I've really been able to reassess my priorities and understand what's important to me. But at the same time, I do have a lot of fear surrounding working in this environment. And I know we talked about this a lot, but I guess it's just trying to see what I can do in the future. And it's really tough right now because the Quebec government is very unclear in its protocols. So I think we're all very confused as educators in the system about what to do for kids, what's best for everyone. So what about you, Amanda? All of what you said is so valid. Um, it's, it's definitely different this year um, that there's no doubt about it. Um, and, and we haven't, we're not even like teaching, teaching like the teachers that we work with. Like we, we don't, you know, we're not under stress of marking and making sure students pass. Like we are sort of educators in a sense that we bring um, language learning a whole new meaning and, and we make it fun and we make it exciting. Um, and while that was also an adjustment because a lot of language learning takes, you know, you not having a mask on so that students can see your lips moving. And it's a lot of adjustment in that way. And, you know, your students have to, I usually like to do activities with them where they're all together and they're close and they're, you know, either running to it towards each other, things like that, that make them really excited about French. Um, and so to have to like adjust to that was really a challenge in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it's no, it's no different than everybody else trying to adjust. Parents are adjusting, teachers are adjusting, students are adjusting, you know, I think uh, like the word of the year is adjusting. So I'm so proud of my students for just being present you know it's really hard to be present right now and so um it's it's absolutely inspiring when i see that they they come to me and they want to engage they want to have activities and they ask me about creative uh, things they can do and it's it really boosts my own you know morale like it just it makes me feel a little bit less heavy um to be working at a school so while it is dangerous i can't see myself doing anything else that's more fulfilling right now I do know though, it can be really hard to keep that going when there's days where you're not feeling like you're making a difference and you're not feeling like your work is meaningful. So um, my question to you, Zhao, is have you ever wanted to give up? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that there always comes a point in time where 
you might feel like your job isn't very meaningful or it feels very banal and monotonous. But yeah, I think that this situation has definitely exacerbated some of these feelings, especially because it does feel very easy to just lose motivation, right? Not only are we burnt out, but our coworkers are also burnt out, right? And as much as the kids try to, I guess, maintain a positive attitude, as educators try to create an environment where you make people feel safe and comfortable, it is really hard to stay motivated and at the same time also motivate your kids. I think that in many instances, sometimes I do lose the meaning of what it means to be an educator and what it means to teach. And during those times, I do feel like giving up. I think we had this running joke between us where we're always like, wow, it'd be so easy to give up sometimes, right? Just because everyone right now is frustrated, not only us, but the students, the parents, the principal, even like the full-time teachers, because we're only on contract right now. It seems like we're at an impasse where we just don't know what to do and there's just no solution, right? Because I think we both had times where we were really, really worried about our safety and the kids' safety. And this goes into, I guess, a bit more about our workplace and what has happened so far. But we each um, had cases where our students did test positive for COVID and that meant that the classes had to be shut down, we had to move to an online format, and it brought a lot of anxiety and panic into both the town that we're living in, but also all of the school board, and I guess just trying to deal with the situation at hand. So it definitely is a tough situation. I don't really have a clear-cut answer on what to do or what solution there is for our problem, but I guess at the end of the day, I feel like I do find a lot of meaning in my job, so I still keep on doing it. But I think at the end of the day, we are still very motivated to keep on going and try to find ways to work around the pandemic. So what about you, Amanda? Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing all of that. That was that was some good stuff because relatable, 100%. Zhao and I, when we first met, like, I think we both have similar energies in the sense that, you know, we are passionate and we are driven, but we also, we were, we were just so tired in the beginning. We were like, this is a lot of change. Um, and I personally struggle with change, but, you know, it's, it's, I always think that, you know, the circumstances you're faced with are supposed are, are meant to grow you in the ways that you're supposed to grow so maybe i'm facing this because i need to be more comfortable with change or be more comfortable in discomfort so i definitely think it has been the hardest year for me in terms of work and school career everything it's just obviously that's you know there's no there's no doubt about it with everybody right now but it's it's very different as well because there's another facet to it when you're sick like i don't know about zao but i got sick a couple of times where um i either had a cold and wasn't able to get tested for some reason because i didn't have you know the cough and fever and so i was like what like i you know i work at a school like i should be able to get tested and so i'd you know have to miss school for a week and then the next week after that i'd get like an infection of some kind and i'd be like well i don't know what i have like what if it's covid and it's a just a different symptom like it's just very anxiety inducing um and yeah so you're constantly missing work and and i told this to zao and some friends earlier but i was like i feel like i've 
been away from work more than actually at work this year like it's a very messy situation when you get sick um and especially if you live alone like both of us live on our own out here i don't have family i don't drive like i can't just go to the hospital or doctor whenever i want and so you know mixing that in with the stress of working at a school it's just but then again there's another perspective where you know if you do live with people it's even stressful for you because you're bringing home potential covid to your family and friends so you know i just don't think you can ever win but at the same time i feel like there are little wins in my days where i'm like it's okay this is worth it because i'm seeing the change in the students and i'm, I'm there for my students who otherwise might have stressful situations at home you know and so uh, yeah, I yeah, I think obviously it's hard. Obviously, um, I had days where I wanted to quit and I've had weeks where I wanted to quit. And, you know, it's just you think about it and you're like, this is December. We have like six more months of this. It's like, can I even make it that far? Like, am I going to make it? I don't know. So um, it's just definitely Zhao and I have always been like, oh, my gosh, like, how are you doing? I'm tired. How are you doing? I'm tired. Like, so... Yeah, but we I, I really like that we have this going because it's a little creative outlet for us and it's a way to just keep each other in check and have conversations that take our mind off COVID, take our mind off, you know, stress of day to day life. So, um, yeah, I'm super thankful for this. Yeah, ditto. I think, as you said, the thing to highlight are small victories in our life. Right. So whether it's in the workplace or in your personal life, the small victories that we can appreciate is what keeps us going right now. I think, as you said, it is really difficult to, I guess, try and keep ourselves going in the midst of all of this chaos. And it's really hard to find order, especially if you have anxiety, right? I think it's what keeps us up at night and it's what, I guess, stresses our lives out the most. But I guess going back to the point about how Toronto is all work and no play, and how going to a small town should make us reassess kind of um, our values and take a step back from work. I guess in a sense, the pandemic has heightened the importance of work and maybe it makes it so that we can't really differentiate sometimes between a work-life balance, right? Because you're so busy trying to adapt to the school system and trying to adapt to maybe half your class going online. I bring a lot of my work um, back from home, right? So even after I clock in my hours, I still go back and I still prep for the next class or something. It does seem like it's a very difficult thing to keep boundaries right now. And at the same time, you're so isolated, right? Because we both do live alone. Well, I recently moved, so now I have a roommate. But I guess like outside of your family, it does feel like a very isolating experience. So I definitely understand how it can be really difficult right now. And I shared those sentiments with you. So now that our life and personal introductions are out of the way, I guess going back to the podcast, we talked about how it's a personal outlet for the both of us. And I was just wondering if you wanted to explain a bit more about what the podcast is about and what are some of our goals for the podcast? Yes. So this is my favorite part i'd love to talk a little bit more about why we even started a podcast to begin with um and i love talking um we found that we always had conversations where we could be fully ourselves around each other which was really weird because we had just met um but it, it was almost like we were in sync in that way we do have very different backgrounds um while we do share similar perspectives we also differ in other areas and it's really cool that we can have conversations that are sort of 
hot, if you will, and, and yet still stay cool with each other, you know? Um, and so we wanted to also have a teaching business together at some point. So this was to hope, hopefully be a catalyst to like, you know, bringing people into what language learning really is and how exciting it can be, how fun and challenging it can be. So um, our teaching business would be online, obviously. And so we both really enjoy it. We love working with people. We love um, educating and we are super passionate about also um providing education for lower income populations and we'll get into that on another podcast um and yeah i think and Zhao, if you want to share a couple more things um about why we wanted to start you can take it away yeah i think amanda brought up a lot of key points about why we wanted to start the podcast i guess something to add to would be that both of us had some qualms about the education system itself and i guess we were frustrated with a lot of the issues and the inactivity from the government and a lack of responsiveness. So I think both of us wanted to take matters into our own hands and maybe start a business because that means that we have a bit more control, whether that be creative or operational. I think that we wanted to have a bit more control about what we wanted to do and how to incorporate that into how we teach and educate. And we both are really passionate about having education be a right for many people and trying to reach as many people as possible, even if you don't have the access or the means to. And while physical learning is really important, we feel like online learning can bridge the gap between people who lack access. And while it is a privilege to have access to the internet, we feel like it helps us be more global in terms of our outreach and what we can do to make a difference to the world. Yes, word for word, yes. that is our main goal is to make sure that people who don't have access to education are able to get that this year because it's been very hard on students to maybe you know pass their grades or get through every subject that they have and so we were like you know what let's bridge the gap you know bridge it from a to z um, in terms of language you know and yeah so we also thought you know living here in a small town is very different from other um, places and we wanted to sort of share our thoughts about you know life on the other side or you know share a different uh, different story that people don't usually get to hear and we also wanted to get some more people on our podcast to hear their stories because we think that it's so important to um, be educated on different backgrounds different places different people in order to fully learn to the most to, to your potential Um, especially when it comes to language and culture. So yeah, we're hoping when it's safe to do so, we'll be interviewing some people in our town. Um, There are some awesome characters around here, so we can't wait. Yeah, and what's next, Zhao? What do we got next? Yeah, so I guess we're still trying to play around with some of the format about how we are going to approach this podcast. But I think what's next is potentially us trying to record more episodes, but maybe have a more clear cut topic. So this was an introduction to us and our podcast and our backgrounds and our life story. But I guess we wanted to um, approach it from a standpoint where we can talk about things in more detail and in more depth. So because Amanda comes from um, a more conservative background, right? Um, And we can get into that later. And I come from a very traditional Chinese background and we've all grew up very differently from our community and how we've reached here. We thought it'd be really interesting to provide some perspectives on different topics that we are really interested in 
and also to interject that with some educational English content. So there will be points in time where we have words of the day or what to use a certain word for and how you can incorporate that into your vocabulary. And we'll also have things online that can also supplement what we're teaching and maybe hopefully you can learn English more through our podcast and hear about different topics that we want to talk about. Yes, it's such an exciting time and we are so pumped to just get this rolling and have everybody share their thoughts and when we have those conversations to to hear from you all because the point of having conversation is to have more dialogue, to have more people have a space to share their thoughts and, and opinions and so um, we're really, really excited to hear from everybody and um, we can't wait for this to leave a lasting impact. Um, that's the goal. So... Yeah, thanks for listening from A to Z. Bye. Hello, this is Zhao chiming in for the word of the day. Adjust. This means to alter or move something in order to achieve the desired fit, appearance, or result. Definition from the Oxford languages. We resonate with this because we feel like everyone is adjusting to different patterns in their life today. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.